welcome to Pretend to Imagine, a weekly podcast with Tyler and Greg. Tonight's topics include the uncanny valley. We have to Spooky. That has to be like our address somewhere. Like send, send two, all letters to two, Uncanny Valley. Yeah, thirteen thirteen Uncanny Valley Lane or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, things Greg's wife does. Part four, I believe. Things that Greg's and Greg, Greg's wife and Greg does. Yes, we're, we're we're getting into that. Yep. Uh, um, come on. Oh yeah. Let's go. Cloning headless bodies. Cloning headless bodies. For organ replacement. And for fun and profit. That for was, recreational that use. Was a, no, not not the, for recreational use. No. Because that was a thing. No, that's a different... No, that's... No, not for recreational use. Okay, What, what are you, me no, 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 no. Just keep you're, going. You're me. No, get off And then end. we're going to talk a little bit uh, about DARPA uh, yeah. and uh, the robots that they've created and yep. stuff like that. And um, that's, that's tonight. That's it. I think so. Was there anything else? No, I, I think that's... I think we'll cover all that and, and more. And more. Well, well, we did it again. We did do it again. Yeah, yeah, we decided to treat ourselves. Greg was getting out early. We're in a bit of a of a, a stupor, sort of like an eating I, an eating haze. I, there's, I have there's so much food in my body, Greg, that there's actually if you open if I open my mouth and you look down into my throat, you see some noodles. I'm not oh. right at the edge there. <laughs> I've never seen a boy so full of organs. <laughs> He's such a healthy that's lad. A, that's a um, um, Invader Zim. Uh, I love Invader Zim. All right, so what are we talking about today? What are we? All right, well, going there's, there's, okay. Well, there's, so so let's start out. Uh, this is kind of a, uh, at least partially a thing your wife does. What right? is this? The pirate ship project. Oh, yeah. The pirate ship. Have we talked about this before? No, we've never talked about. Never it talked before. about this before. Okay, so as of today, it is. This is the end of August. Yeah. And uh, for probably, hopefully, October first. The goal is. Um, to have a giant pirate ship yeah. built and sticking off the front of my house for Halloween. Like a prow. Like a, about the front, the, front half, the front half of the pirate ship. The front okay. half or front now, third of the pirate ship. Now, how big is this pirate ship? So the pirate ship from where it leaves the house to, and it's going to come straight out from the house yeah. towards the curb, it'll be about 15 feet long. So... So basically, what you could do is once Halloween is over, you could just turn it into a sunroom. <laughs> well, just, just, you, it use it as be, storage. It's, or it's built to look at, not to live in. Oh. So it's very. It's not going to be the most. So it's 15 feet long, probably closer to 19 feet long, right? Okay. And so then the highest large. point of the ship, the hull of the ship, the, the 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 body of the ship is going to be about six and a half feet high. Okay. And then it'll have a mass that's probably about, oh, I don't know, 18 feet tall with okay. uh, sails and a crow's nest and rigging. Is there, is there a fuxicle? I, no, wait, no, no, no. It's a forecastle. A foreskin? <laughs> no, forecast. Fuckasle. I don't know. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> there is a, uh, 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 and you know what, and I, I'm embarrassed that I don't know the name of it, but it's the very decorative uh, orna- ornamented uh, bow of the ship is very ornamented, and then there's usually like a a sculpture of a woman oh, that's a, or a mermaid. That's a, uh, that's a figurehead. Figurehead. Yeah. So we're gonna have a figurehead. Our figurehead is probably going. To, we have we have a couple of life size skeletons, so we're gonna take one okay. of those and make that into the figurehead. So pirates. Pirates. The, yeah. And uh, then we are. We also have some really neat lighting. That's like this blue and green sort of living. Sp- Swirling lighting it, that looks it, a little bit like—is it aqueous? Yeah, it looks like, like water, right? Aqueous. So we're gonna put them. We're gonna put those, hide them in front of the boat, up 
on the boat. So the sides of the hull will have like this water reflection and it'll, hopefully it will reflect up into the, the sails as well and onto the porch. So we have a front, like a farmer's porch. Uh, so there's the farmer's porch and then this ship is going to come perpendicular from the center yeah. of the porch. Out. And then all of our friends, and you know, you included, uh, we're going to dress up as pirates. We're going to drink heavily Arr. and give candy out to children. Okay, so okay, that's good. So I was going to ask you what your plans were for this uh, this 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 uh, construction that you're making. So it'll be a, a piracy themed uh, Halloween with uh, right. You know, okay. Now, the, right. the, now, now I, I'm building this this pirate ship with my wife. We're building it together. But this is how I found out that that we were going to be building a pirate ship. Okay. I get an invite from my wife, along with all of you guys, everybody, through Facebook. I didn't get one. Hey, yes, you did. You're on the invite. Hey, what? What? Uh, uh, let's all get together on Halloween night at uh, at my house and no, we'll I, all dress. I really as, didn't get this. We'll all, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Uh, we'll all dress up as pirates and we'll we'll we're gonna have a giant pirate ship in the front yard. And I looked at her and I'm like, from the other end of the couch, what? I guess we're building a pirate ship. So that was it. That's how. That's how that happened. Well, that's, are, you, are you okay over there? Are you having? A, are you getting I, enough oxygen? I I don't know if I'm getting enough oxygen. Let me just check something. No, no, I am hooked up. Okay, good. I You're hooked up. I'm hooked up. Sure We're all yeah. hooked up. Okay, good. Um, yeah. Um, so so okay. So I guess we won't be seeing a um, like a pirate Skeksis and a pirate mystic. No. This, so that no. We talked about the Skeksis thing. So that was how yeah, is that going anyway? Well, so I actually have a photograph which I can show you. What we can you, show our listeners. We can show our listeners. Yeah. Uh, actually, we can. We can. Th we can throw this up on Facebook. Which um, you never check. I, <laughs> you never. Yeah, go to our I Facebook never check page. our own. No, I'm going to change that. I'm going to become an active participant yeah. in our own podcast. Dang right. That's right. All right. Yeah. I know. You, you. I deserve it. <laughs> well, a, well, you don't know what I'm posting. I'm a, I could be posting anything. I I'm could a be bad co-host. Posting anus jokes and, and you couldn't veto oh, them. All you know? the things it's, that I won't let you say on the podcast. Right, I could just go and do oh, one. That, yeah. that would be terrible. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, yeah, so we're building the Skeksis. I have the head built. Sculpted. Yeah. Okay. Which I felt was going to be the most difficult part. Yeah. Uh, the rest of it, I have to build a rigging so I can wear this uh, puppet head, but also the body and have the body be the correct... Skeksis yeah. shape, and that can be varying degrees of success based on yeah. fabric. The yeah. really meat and potatoes of it is to get that head right. So yeah. the head is sculpted; it needs to be coated and painted. But that was my big project mm. for, from now on Halloween, and then all of a sudden now we're building a pirate ship. So last week yeah. we went, we bought all the wood, we cut all the wood, um, we assembled part one of the frames. You know, you know, Greg, if you if you just detach it from your house and build. The, the, the stern of this thing, you'd have a boat. It would take it down the... You yeah. could just take it down and, and sail. No, no. That could, as we're... One of the things that keeps me from losing my mind about the complexity of this project is yeah. I constantly have to remember it does not have to float. It does not need <laughs> to be seaworthy. It needs to be viewable. That's, right. that's its job. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to like hold... There's no deck. Yeah. Right? There's no... It doesn't have to support anything. Right. It doesn't have to hold cargo. Yeah. Nothing. You just have to be able to... But, oh, well, hold on. You're not going to have cannons? So, yeah, we're going to have uh, probably two cannons in each side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll have yeah. cannons. We'll have um, a dinghy, right? So my wife's going to make a dinghy. <laughs> dinghy. She's, <laughs> she's going to make a dinghy with two two skeletons in it. Um, we'll have uh, a dock uh, on the uh, on thing probably made out of maybe some, um, some uh, uh, pallets. We're going to get two or three pallets. And use them, uh, kind of make them into like a dock. Just put it next to the boat, and that'll yeah. be the dock. Um, and uh, and we're gonna hang lanterns from it, and it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
So, well, I'll, I'll keep you updated as yeah. I get pictures. And I can send you some pictures now. There's not much to see now. I'll but put them up. Positive. We and you won't see them. And I won't see them because yeah, I don't. Because yeah. you don't go to our no, Facebook page. I don't page. have time for that nonsense. <laughs> so, no. So, <laughs> so um, yeah. So, that's the pirate ship. And, and we'll see how it goes. And we'll also uh, put up pictures of the uh, the Skeksis. Now, the pirate ship should be up October 1st. Okay. And then from October 1st to October 31st, I will be working on the Skeksis costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, um, I have a. I'm very confident I'll get the pirate ship done. My confidence in the Skeksis, the Skeksis costume is becoming less and less. How, how's the Mystic costume going? So that's Megan. Um, she she's taking a different approach. I did the head, and then I'm going to do the f- clothing. She's doing the clothing because she's building her Mex- her Skeksis, oh, uh, her her Mystic costume herself. herself. Okay, yeah. so so that's a oh, parallel so thing. Oh, so by right. the way, as a related topic, yeah. Um, my wife and I went to Penzik, right? We talked about Penzik. Yeah. So have we we haven't talked since I've come yeah, back, did. right? We did since I've come back. Okay, yeah. so we have talked about Penzik, and we talked about did we talk about the Mystic at the Children's Museum? We didn't get into that. We might want to make that a different segment. Different segment? Yeah, different segment. Oh, that's, that's uh, you're, cra- you're cramping my flow, a, man. Well, all right. So at the Pittsburgh Children's Museum, yes. which is near Penzik, after our vacation, we went down to the Pittsburgh Children's Museum strictly to see this mystic mm-hmm. costume, which, you know, as you recall, mystics are one of the main characters from the 1983 or whatever, Jim yeah. Henson filmed Dark Crystal. So uh, it was behind glass and we took dozens and dozens mm. and dozens of photographs. Yeah. Give you some inspiration. And the, thing, the yeah. thing was awesome. So that's what we did. We went and we saw we saw the mystic. If anyone wants to see one from the movie, prop Pittsburgh and is if you, your... And is if your, you want to be one, talk to Megan. If you want to be one, talk to Megan. Yeah, she'll hook you up yeah. and she'll she'll help that's you right. out, yeah. I saw one. I saw a very nice uh, mystic uh, at Gen Con, one of the very Skepsis. first years. No, this was a Oh, mystic, the mystic, yeah. really, yeah. yeah. This was this was years ago. Mm-hmm. This was when I was a college student. Uh, there was some costumes at Gen Con. One was a mystic, which was absolutely amazingly done. Uh, one uh, was uh, the guy used, uh, I don't know, PVC, some kind of uh, plastic, and he made a, an alien costume yeah. from, from the movie Alien. But he had this sort of mopey, slumpy posture, and he kind of just moped around, and it was like this depressed <laughs> alien that you're like, he's not really that scary. He just yeah. kind of looks. Uh, well, you know. most of your costumes like that, you hire dancers, you hire right, right, people who mimes, really are, you hire yeah, people that are yeah. aware of their body, yeah. not. Oh, not could a you imagine team. an alien doing walking against the wind? <laughs> or, you know, or you know, pulling the phantom rope, you know, that kind of a thing. You know. In the invisible box. Yeah, it's just Marcel Marceau. As an alien, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, it was, there was some there was some neat uh, some neat costumes there. Uh, just as a, a quick note for everybody, uh, the other thing that's exciting about Halloween, Stranger Things is coming back. Stranger uh, Things, Stranger is that what they're calling it? I don't know, but it, it's, even it's, Stranger it's Things, even Stranger Things, yeah, yeah, Strangest Things, or you know, more Stranger. You yeah. know, if you're, you know, so <laughs> anyway. So we um, talked about this before. We talked about Stranger Things before. Yeah, we, we had right. a long discussion. So here's my thing about Stranger Things. I think this is good. this will air before Stranger Things airs. Yeah. It was such a nostalgia fest. Yeah. And it came so, it never, cro- in my view, it never crossed the line, but it came so close to being a campy, hokey, cheesy. Yeah. You know, but it never did. I think no. they should have cut stopped it season two I think they're gonna they're gonna jump the shark you think so I don't think they're gonna grow a beard they're not gonna they're grow gonna a beard jump, jump the, the shark. shark they're gonna do I don't know if they're gonna if it has the stamina for that I'm just so tired of all the little 80s 
gimmicks and, you, and you giveaways. And, you, it's, yeah, you, you, you know why? Of... Because the Stranger Things, there's Ready Player One, which is doing the exact same thing. Oh, I haven't there's seen like, that. There's like, there's a, it's a book, and it's now it's going to be a Stephen King, a Stephen Spielberg movie, uh, which takes place in the future, but it's a treasure hunt from this this video, um, basically this video game maker uh, who dies, and he leaves everything. His his entire fortune yeah. to the first person who can solve his video game Easter egg hunt thing. Oh, okay. And the guy who did the um, who died and created this this kind of hunt to inherit his fortune yeah. was a huge '80s fan. Ah. So he he hid all of these '80s things in ah. it. So it's it's I so feel manipulated. You're, you're, you're uncovering. Ooh, remember that? Yeah. And it's he's like, like oh, oh, remember that? You know, the, or, the main character yeah. has to watch Lady Hawk like. Thirty times, uh, and then he, then he he's, that's, that's he, unfortunate. He's in the he's in the 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 virtual reality world, and he comes across the thing, and then there's a reference to Lady Hawk, and now he he's that much closer to solving the mystery because uh, he knew about Lady Hawk because he studied this guy's. That, that's a bit, know, that's a bit self indulgent. It's so self indulgent. So it's, Stranger it's, Things, yeah, and Ready Player. But, but Stranger Things, the way Stranger Things did it was, uh, I don't know. It the, Stranger Things basically was like. They were like, no, you're watching a TV show from the 80s. This was dug up in a time capsule somewhere and they I don't, made this show. I don't mind Stranger Things. Know. I yeah. actually enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. But I think it's, okay, now we're going to do it again. Now we've got Ready Player One. And I, there's a there's a third thing, too, that was that was doing the same thing for me that was annoying. Pixels? I forget. No, it wasn't Pixels, but, you know, I, I think it's because I'm of an age where my, my childhood is being mined in order to sell me things and I do not I don't want it well I mean hold on I mean <laughs> did you did you watch He-Man or, no or, or did, did you watch uh, uh, G.I. Joe or no, Transformers the, no I mean, that, that, that was whole, mining childhood from the get go it was that, not even you know. uh, that <clears throat> that era that you just spoke of I was probably just a few just years a too little old to, to I was just it, out yeah. of I was on 16 I don't know how old I was yeah. but I was just out of that, and mo- a lot of people I know were into that. Yeah, but I was just a you little too old. Didn't, didn't my, I was, you know, the original Star Wars and Star Trek and that kind of yeah. stuff was, yeah. was my, my my gig. Well, anyway, hopefully uh, they'll do a good job, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. a lot of a lot of a uh, lot of TV uh, coming up. Greg, what's your pain scale? My pain scale? You've yeah. asked me this before. Yeah, I just I'm checking. What? Well, look, my scale or where I am at now? When on a scale of one to ten, how much pain are you in? One being none. One being very, very little, and ten being I have to call an ambulance right now. Uh, I would say my pain scale right now. Well, one. But if you count my my clogged ear, which I have, which you, is more of an you, annoyance than pain, right? But you can add that. One point two seven four. Good, good. That's yeah, excellent. That's pretty excellent. low. My pain scale is a nine right now. Now? <laughs> no, no, it's not. I'm looking at you. You're fine. <laughs> I'm all right. All right. So, so we're gonna. I don't. Um, I believe you being in industrial design, you know a bit about robots. Sure. And uh, we're gonna talk about the uncanny valley. Uh oh. Now uh, I'm excited about the uncanny valley, but what does that have to do with the pain scale? Well, it, it could cause you pain if, if, you're, if you're disturbed enough. <laughs> Every you know, single like, segment we do, we should start. Well, I just, with the pain yeah, scale I, check. I, I'm a physician, and I have to make sure you know you're, you're feeling all right. All right you know. All right. 
Um, so I mean, you know, I've got the OxyContin downstairs if you yeah. want a couple. You know, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 don't go there. Don't go there. No, 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 that's no. a joke. That's a joke. Right. That's a joke. All right. Uh, so yeah, the Uncanny Valley. I didn't really know much about this until yeah. recently. Did you look it up? Uh, I looked it up. Yeah, yeah I read about it. Uh, it's uh, it's actually uh, very interesting and uh, uh, mildly disturbing. Uh, so yeah. the Uncanny Valley is actually referring to the shape of a graph. Correct. Okay. And as you can see on the graph I'm holding up. <laughs> they have uh, the graph basically looks at people's reactions, positive versus negative reactions, towards a non-human entity that has human-like qualities. So, for instance, um, on the one end of the scale, you're looking at non-human entities that are clearly, patently non-human. Okay, all the way up the continuum to things that look somewhat human partially human, almost human, and then fully human. Right. Okay? And then what these people did is when they watched these things, looked at these things, looked at the, looked at the, the things that they did, uh, they would then sort of rate how much emotional discomfort these things would cause. Okay? And it's very, very interesting how it works. When you look at something that's patently non-human, but it does human-like things, it's a positive response. Yeah. People think it's cute. Yeah. Wally. Wally's a perfect example. Yep. Wally's a robot. He's clearly not a human. And he walks around singing and doing things. And you're like, oh, look at Wally. He's so mm -hmm. cute. You know and then you go to the other end, which is a robot that's essentially indistinguishable from a human being or so very close mm -hmm. that you, you feel you know at ease with it. It's okay. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a person. You know, It's like a, a robot person. Mm -hmm. It's the ones in the middle that create the valley. So before we get to the ones in the middle, the way I, because when I describe the Uncanny Valley, I kind of have a, a, a examples that I give along the way. Yeah. And I, I don't see it as, I see it as um, your engagement with this uh, entity yeah. increases. It increases your willingness to engage and your enjoyment and your, your, your connection with this creature yeah. in, increases right before it dips. And the way I describe it is, at the bottom of the scale, all the way at the end, is a toaster. Yeah, right. You have no real engagement. You don't really have any kind of a, a emotional attachment to this toaster. It just does its job. So yeah. it could be kind of cute, but it's a toaster. And then up from there might be R2-D2. Yeah. Now, R2-D2 is cute. He has a personality, yeah, right. but he's clearly a geometric form, an object. Yeah. Maybe a little bit higher than that might be C-3PO. Clearly, yeah. he's more human-looking. As these things, as these, the features on these inanimate objects become more human-like... You have more empathy, more 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 ability to engage with them, and you and you enjoy them more. You 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 connect with them more. Right. And it gets higher they're, they're, and higher and higher yeah. until you find these robots that are like you've seen the Japanese robots with the silicone faces, yep. Yep. and they are horrifying. And well, so you you yeah. you have this this increased enjoyment, and then all of a sudden this huge dip, which is the valley in the in the graph. Right. That's that's where more or less. Yeah. They're so realistic looking that they're off putting. Right. Well, yeah. So, in other words, that that's the the U shape. On one end of the U is things like you were saying, like you know, things that like they are human, but they try to do human like mm -hmm. things, and you find that endearing. And then at the the bottom, of course, is like these creepy robots. Mm -hmm. And then it comes up again, you know, yeah. because if you were to make a robot that looked and acted exactly like a human, yeah. i.e., um, Westworld, yep. you know, uh, your engagement with this is totally normal. You know, yep. it's, like, oh, it's like, well, <laughs> unless, you're, the, unless you're in Westworld. But the the <laughs> issue is the humans. A human's ability to sniff out yes things that are yes. just a little bit wrong yes and it's interesting they, they talk about the, the reasons why these things are felt to be creepy um, from a sort of um, sort of mythical sense 
um, many robots, particularly robots whose faces don't move uh, or that uh, you know move in a very mechanical way, uh, remind you of the undead. They remind you mm-hmm. of dead things that are walking corpses, around. You know, corpses, corpses. You know. uh, many people are extremely disturbed when they see pieces of a robot uh, falling off, or the op- you open up a robot's chest and there's mm-hmm. all wires. It actually plays on a sort of primal uh, sensation of I'm looking at someone who's been eviscerated, and I'm looking yep. at this, you know, guts on the floor kind of thing. Um, they uh, they talk about uh, some people look at a robot, and as a robot looks. Uh, more and more human, they're like, I could be replaced by this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, this uh, maybe I'm not unique. Someone could, you know, make a yeah. doppelganger of me. You know, and that, that's that's disturbing. Uh, some people say that when they look at a robot that's moving in a jerky manner or that has like a blank, dead, pale face, uh, you you fear contagion. You think that this yeah. is a human being and there's something horribly wrong with them. Yeah. You know, in other words, I could be contaminated by this by this entity here. Um, and so, uh, you know, those are all examples. They actually did a study where they, uh, they tested uh, Uncanny Valley on chimpanzees. And they, they, uh, they, they showed them different pictures of, of you know, either uh, real chimpanzee faces or computer-generated uh, kind of, you know, poorly generated computer chimpanzee. Yeah. And the chimps had a negative reaction. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's almost evolutionarily. I, I think that the Uncanny Valley, honestly, is our primal evolutionary defense mechanism against the supernatural that's what it is it's if you see a thing that's walking around like that you're like no it's a vampire it's a ghoul it's get the heck away from this thing well and i think all of that is our is our thing of of get the dead bodies away from the village right don't you know don't store the dead bodies where they're going to cause plague or have any kind of you know i think it's it's that kind of thing there's a, a thing where you're you're not supposed to put your cat's water next to its food Oh, yeah? Because as the cat is eating its food, um, it thinks that that water might be tainted because it's near a corpse. Oh, and the water yeah. has to be away from the food yeah. for the, the cat to think that that's yeah. fresh water. Meanwhile, the dog is like... Yeah. Bleh, 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 so know. this is kind of the same thing where it's an evolutionary yeah. g- gimmick to sort of keep... But anyway, uh, so getting back to uh, Hidden Valley Ranch. Yes, Hidden Valley. Oh, so <laughs> Candy Robert, Valley Ranch. <laughs> Robert Zemeckis has all those, has all those movies and it was... Um, <laughs> For me, it was Polar Express, which I love that movie. There's you a did. Scene. I thought it was creepy. It is All creepy. Those dead-eyed beings. Oh, yeah. So do you know that that in that movie, Tom Hanks does the mocap, the motion capture yeah. for um, the he's, conductor. He's a conductor. Yeah, he does it for Santa Claus. He does it for the hobo, oh. and he does it for the little boy. There's like clones of him running around. He does it for the little oh, boy. God, I don't like that. Yeah, you know they said uh, it was interesting what you were you were talking about uh, about um, the the cartoons. Mm. And it's they say that you can take the curse out of the uncanny valley by introducing Niyatni to the characters. I don't know what you're talking about. Niyatni? Yeah, you're a no, toy designer for no, Christ's sakes. I, whenever I have Niyatni, it's a little bit of tomato sauce and some no, Italian okay, bread. So, yeah, oh, that's gnocchi. Niyatni yeah. is strictly defined is the retention of childlike features. Okay, so if you look at say Mickey Mouse, right, big eyes, mm-hmm. somewhat small mouth. Mm-hmm. Sort of big hands, kind of has baby-like features. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, whereas a real rat has, you know, squinty, nasty sure, eyes sure. and a long nose and teeth and everything else. So the idea is neonis. Most cartoon characters tend to be neonis. They have big heads, mm-hmm. big eyes. You know, uh, anime highly neonis. Mm-hmm. They've got sort of small mouth, small noses, big big eyes. You know, so that's neonis. And and human beings react positively to neonis. That's why we like kittens and puppies mm-hmm. and babies. You know, um, as, as I always said, you know, if babies weren't cute, the the, the whole species would be gone. 
they'd be we'd be dead. They, they, they'd be they'd, they'd be they'd, they'd them to, roast them. They'd and, feed them to and, things. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah. so and roast babies them and have eaten. an eatney, and so and so we, so if you have like one of these like semi-human things, and here's a very good example. I mean, people by and large, um, people by and large, when they go to Disney World, they like Mickey Mouse. They hang out with him. They get their picture with him. You know. But I mean, he's this huge plastic-headed thing that like walks around and doesn't he's talk. Weird. It's but weird. I, I have to tell you. If I saw, there is definitely a baby that could find itself in the uncanny valley and horrify the yeah, but Jesus out of me, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see robotic babies. I well, no, wanna... no, I'm sorry. It's not a baby per se. It just means it has, it has no, no. Immature I know, features. I know, I know yeah. what you're saying. But I, I'm just features. as you're explaining it, I'm imagining like a creepy robotic baby thing. Yeah, you know that's gonna the, the, come the, and. The, 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 Attack Quick, me in my sleep. Quickly drops on all fours and starts screeching as it, as it yeah, runs towards its you. Yeah, head is crawling around. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it crawls towards me at like 50 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, right. It's, it skitters it's, across yeah. the floor. It's like the little arms yeah. and legs are like windmills, yeah. you know. They're just, mm. You know, speaking of, that was another thing I wanted to mention, this whole Uncanny Valley thing. Um, one of the things I found the most disturbing thing that I've seen in, in a long time was the DARPA dog. And oh, one of the things that bugged me the most about the DARPA dog, and we'll tell you what this is in a sec, but I'm just was when they kicked it. Oh, of course. That was extremely disturbing. Well, because so. you had so much sympathy for the animal because it moved so lifelike. But you notice it did no, not have a head. It, it, that was what bothered me. It was like, it doesn't have a head and it's walking around like a dog. So basically, I'm, this is again, our fear of the undead. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is basically, it's like, this is this is a dead thing that's walking around making a horrible noise, mind you. So the DARPA dog, just so you guys know, well, very briefly, is a robot that the DARPA Research Institute uh, created. Boston Dynamics. Um, yeah. And the idea was that it was going to move like an animal and have sort of like inherent instability the way animals' arms and legs do. And it was going to be able to traverse rough terrain and walk around and right itself if it got, uh, you know, sort of knocked you know, those, well, not exactly, but, but the point is it had, it had a sense of balance. The way they did it had balance. Um, and uh, this thing makes a terrible sound. Uh, and uh, Well, it, it's, it's got pistons it's, and it's motors. Like, it's like, it's like, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like, it's just, you know, and, and it, it has got no head. And it's got these sort of uh, arms and legs. It looks like if you took like, you know, it's like you skinned a dog. And well, they call it, the name of it, it's called, I think it's called Big Dog. And it's about the size of a large dog or a small sheep, you know, sheep or something like that. And and you know, it's this kind of sausage-like football-shaped body with four legs. It's sort that of come a square of front yeah. to it, and yeah. it, but there's no, yeah. there's no. The head legs or, end in little rubber, little rubber. rubber. I, little, I have to say, I I really found it yeah. extremely and they, disturbing. They, you're supposed what you're supposed to do with it. You're supposed to load it up with equipment, and then you can take it over rough terrain yeah. that you can't go on with a right. vehicle or every whatever. Dungeons and Dragons party needs one of these. N- needs things, one of those. You know, yeah, it's, just, it's like you, a, you put all the gold on it, and yeah. it carries it around yeah. for you. And then, but the thing is, it, when you kick it, it behaves amazingly lifelike, like a real animal. Yeah, it's like scrambles to try to like get its balance. Kicks its legs out to the side to catch itself yeah. and it looks amazingly lifelike so you know, just all you got to do is uh look up the darpa dog on youtube and you can see what so is, this uh, is going to take going. us to another topic so let me ask you a question about cloning yeah now uh, in our in our last segment um before the bloop yeah, uh, they, we talked I, about I put those in. We, we talked about the uh, we talked about the big dog, uh, Boston Dynamics DARPA yeah. dog, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about that, and you had said it had no head. Yeah, right, just a body with four legs. Yes. So um, there is this kind of thought experiment about cloning and about this kind of a thing, where what would happen if you could take 
Tyler's DNA mm -hmm. and clone a body, yeah. your body, yeah. with no head. What are the moral... One, could you do it? Secondly, if okay. you could do it, should you do it? Yeah. Right? Because now here we are. There's no... Uh, presumably no pain, no psychological uh, yeah. disturbances, yeah. no issues like that. Yeah. Yet you have sitting in your, presumably in your basement, if you don't have this done already. Yeah. Uh, Barbara sleeps next a, to it. <laughs> he snuggles up against yeah, the, the headless for body Tyler. warmth. Um, <laughs> you know, you have this uh, uh, you know, thing ready to harvest its organs uh, when you need it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so the answer to that is um, uh, yes and no. Um, so first of all, thanks for thanks for your clarity. Well, as, well, yes with an if, no with a but. No. Uh, so okay, have you heard of an anencephalic baby? Uh, baby with no brain. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. The the baby. It's a baby that's born with nothing but ventricle. There's a brain stem, mm -hmm. uh, but there's no cortex. There's there's not even. I I believe there's not even like the mammalian brain. It's just literally a, a, a brain stem and a body. Okay, now these um, entities, I don't really personally call them individuals because they're really not people. Mm -hmm. The part that makes uh, you an individual is, not, is not, not there. there. Um, can uh, exist for a time, uh, but they don't last long. Uh, they don't seem to have the ability to keep them alive forever, although you can put them on life support and keep them going for, for quite some time, months sometimes. But usually they don't live very long. So... Um, it it's, would be theoretically possible to make an anencephalic human. Um, they'd still have a head, but there'd be no brain in it, and you'd have a, a brain stem. That so I think that the reason why in the thought experiment they're headless yeah. is because... It's upsetting to It's upsetting. The, even yeah. though there is a face, even though like, like you had said, you don't consider them necessarily humans because the part that makes you a human or makes you a love is not in the ba in the in the, the baby right but if you can see a face and a head yeah, you you, like, you oh. automatically you make you make that leap yeah so if these things are created without a head at all well, it's it like be, oh well they so, don't even have a head so, so you could not. you could do it uh you still need a brainstem so a brainstem yeah okay, that i think that's uh, where the that's where the sticky wicket would, right would that, happen. that basically runs the autonomic yeah. systems yeah. of the body is, and, is and that you, a brain and you and have, know. yeah exactly so you know you gotta understand though these these entities um you know, uh, you know they don't move. They they'd be prone to clots. Probably I mean, there's bad, a, there's a, bad dance, bad at dancing. Terrible dancing partner. You know, uh, but the, the the idea is that uh, you know it, it. I think what's actually happening, uh, it, it, what it seems to be more attractive uh, to to this uh, branch of medicine and science is actually to simply grow organs. You can just grow uh, the organ. Literally, can grow an organ on a medium, and uh, you know, you would either you could. I mean, I was joking, you know, a few podcasts ago about organ legging, and you know, sticking to a cow. You actually can do that. I mean, you can actually put an organ on an animal. They put it. They grew it. They grew it. Uh, an, an ear on a mouse. Now you know, I've so. seen that, but it wasn't really. It was ear cells that were molded into the shape of an ear, but the mold they didn't grow into that ear shape. No, on no, its they didn't own. grow it. They didn't grow it you off know? the mouse. They they grafted it to keep it alive. So the idea is that you know you could theoretically make organs that that aren't part of a body. Then again, it would be probably easier to just have a body that you whack the organs out. However, I mean. You know, you only get one shot at lungs, then the rest of it dies. You know, you, you could maybe take one kidney out and save another for later, so, but, you know. Okay, like, why not you know, have a dozen of these things Well, you, 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 you could, yeah. They're I all mean, headless, it's, right? It's, it's, right? If you're going to do one, and that's yeah. okay... Yeah, why, just why wouldn't you do? The door why wouldn't to, you do twelve? Right? Twelve, yeah, exactly. But anyway, I think it's in some ways in a bizarre, bizarre kind of way, uh, it might almost be easier just to like just make the organ, you know, the specific organ you need, and then uh, you know put that in, you know, as needed. You know what the but, easiest thing to do is? Yeah, exercise and eat right. Well, there, <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. Then you don't. Did need you see it. the Star Trek about that with the, the, the immortal people? It was like yeah. the the calms and the yangs, and they they had this war know, going on. Well, there's this part where they they're immortal, and like they're they're you know they're trying to figure it out. And Bones comes and goes. Well, you know, it's their genes. The only thing I could suggest for you, Jim, is eat right and exercise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was like no immortality. It was just they, they were you know, yeah. but um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, it, it's certainly possible. Um, I I think uh, the, uh, the but, but you don't as a physician you don't recommend. I, I, it. I really can't like, be recommending that. No, no okay. it's, it's, right. it's a little bit macabre. I mean, you know, Emil Darko. You know, so I I gotta tell you, you there's been. You talk about a lot of crazy things, and I brought this up out of the blue. Yeah, and you're answering it, and you seem to be repulsed by it. I, I feel I, I just, like you, like I, most other things we talk about, you're perfectly willing to go down the rabbit hole and be weird and discuss yeah, things to its, I, I, to its I mean, ri- ridiculous that, conclusion. I, I but this particular say, thing seems to have hit you. Yeah, it's, well, I think, honestly, this is a very serious podcast we're doing tonight. There's there's not a lot of, of yucks in it. And I think I'm a, I'm feeling a bit serious tonight. And, and you know, I... I don't want people to get the the idea that I'm some sort of raging psychological pervert from this podcast. I mean, I, I really actually have quite a bit of ethics and, and seriousness to me. But what's the name of your, uh, your gynecologist friend? Dr. Twadley? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Continue. So, so, okay, yeah. Anyway, but and my pulmonologist is Dr. Hackett. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> there we go. All right, now we're... Now we're now Do you we're, know who my urologist is? Who's your urologist? Dr. Peaburn. Dr. Peaburn. And uh, my uh, my uh, um, proctologist is uh, Dr. Poopenmacher. <laughs> All right, so I deserve this because I brought this up. <laughs> you brought this up. I brought it up. You brought it it's up. on. This is on me. Yeah. Okay. So, but, but, no, you, but, but you I, were saying I, I can saying. be a serious person. I mm. think. I think it's. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to get into you know all this kind of stuff. But I mean, you know, I, I'm a very different person at work than I am here in the podcast, or mm. I am at over at Patrick's Pub, or I am at the game mm. table, or anything else. I I actually find myself. Uh, well, I wouldn't say I have a split personality. I, I, there's a very wide swing between my professional self and my your doppelganger. You adapt self. to I'm, each. I'm a psych- Psychological doppelganger, yeah, or, or whatever. Creep, nice. <laughs> Whereas, you know, it's like, you know, Greg at the restaurant? Greg. Greg working at Hasbro? Greg. Greg at home with Megan? Greg. So <laughs> I, have, I, I have my friend Tim, he called me uh, WYSIWYG. Yeah, now what you, you see you, is what you get. You know what yeah. WYSIWYG yeah. means, but uh, what you see, what's the... It's what a, you see is what you get. W-Y-S-I... Y G. I, I, need a, I need a piece of paper. It's WYSIWYG. So yeah. it, the acronym spells WYSIWYG, and it means what you see is what you get. Yep. And that was back in the day when what you saw on your computer screen, when you would go to print it to your printer, was not necessarily the same right, thing. Your right. paragraphs weren't in the same thing. A sentence that went from the left side of your screen and then it went to your right side, when you printed it, it only might print half that sentence and move the other half to yep. it. You never yep. knew what you were going to get. Yep. And then when they had WYSIWYG... Um, Programs and genuine what you then, see on the, the computer screen. Yeah. So he, my friend, he called me WYSIWYG because yep. I'm Greg all the time. I'm yeah, just Greg. You're pretty, you're pretty constant. Whereas I am just like this, uh, you know, split personality, fractured freak. individual. You're you know, a I'm, freak, I'm just, Tyler. I'm, I'm just pieces of a human. Oh, my God. Like, you're so unsettling. <laughs> pieces. Uh, uh, I'm in your uncanny valley. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Pretend to Imagine podcast with Tyler and Greg. We hope you learned a lot today. We talked a lot about a lot of a lot of sciencey, squ- yeah. semi-serious stuff, Psychological right? Psychological things. Talk yeah. about the the Uncanny Valley, which is not a place Ooh. that I like to visit at no. all. No, isn't that isn't that where it's we're an address? I like to avoid thirteen thirteen Uncanny Valley thirteen. Yeah, yeah. send Jer- all hate Jersey. mail. Send all hate mail to thirteen thirteen. No, and uh, we talked about headless headless clones, headless clones for fun and, and profit and, the, and recreational use and the. 
No, no. it's more for no, use of but medical for reasons. harvesting. You yeah. know, that's a neat thought experiment, and yeah. and I, I think we should probably talk about that again because I think there's a moral, you the moral aspect of that. I think is you can't is fascinating. get enough of it. I can't get enough. You of can't it. get enough of no, it. No, because I don't want it. I, I, it's more of a thought experiment, but I find it fascinating because is it wrong to do? They well, don't have a head. Well, is it not wrong to do? I don't know. They, they, there was actually a Doctor Who episode about it. Did you, do you remember that one? No. It was a, All right, so we'll, talk, we'll do Headless Clones, Clones another time. Part two. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we also talked about uh, building the pirate ship with my wife. Yep. So keep up to date for that, and, and we'll, we'll hopefully we'll get some photographs we, we on need, the website. And, on and a, are you going to promise page. that you'll look at our Facebook page for the first time? <laughs> yeah, no, I've yeah. looked at the Facebook Just page for the before. first time. No, 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 yeah. I promise to take a moment. All right, so, and and we also talked today about uh, what I'm going to term my hatred of nostalgia. Because yeah, I, you did hate, at, at the yeah. age that I'm at now, yeah. I, I'm witnessing a lot of friends kind of going down that rabbit hole, and I fight it tooth and nail. I, I would rather be exposed to new things, fresh new things, uh, then, um, then all of a sudden, cause I think it's a slippery slope. You know, you, you know, know, you know something, nothing pleases you. No, you know what? You said to me once, I think we've brought it up. The You're podcast. Just so hard to please. How does Megan live? You know why? She just doesn't please you. She doesn't even try. No, my wife is amazing. I love my wife. She, she's, she's no, no, if don't, I was your wife, I wouldn't try to around, please don't you. Don't you mess around with, with Megan. She's amazing. But, um, you had said once that your dad said, that when you get older, you see the same faces yeah. and the same music and the less. same house shapes and the same everything. And it's all stuff. It's, yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, I've seen that before. I've seen that person, that personality type before. I've seen this type of boss before. Guys, we're back and, to podcasts. Yeah, this so, is no longer the end. Yeah. So, but for me, nostalgia, that's like if you start allowing those patterns to be like all that you, that you grasp onto. Yeah. You know, I would much rather go. So what you're saying, you're basically saying you're you're, you're no no listen listen you're you're just you're just wallowing in the warm, sticky, soft womb of your old memories. I think when you get older, you're wired for that. Yeah, and you have to be careful because it's not necessarily a positive thing. So you say unless you're constantly learning and doing you know doing new no, things, look, you're dying. No, look, it's not a switch. There's not one or the other, right? There's a gray yeah. area in the middle. We just want to we just want to make sure that we're veering yeah. towards new experiences and not veering towards wallowing in things. So that you because, so, in your so if you took a nostalgic thing but put a spin on it, that would be okay. Yeah. See, I think that's. That kind of, I think you have to, because there are no. You have to recycle these. Well, ideas. otherwise you just watch He-Man on, oh. on you know DVR. You know, right. just watching. Yeah. Anyway, good so, night, folks. Good night. This has been another episode of Pretend to Imagine. For questions or comments, please email us at podcast at pretendtoimagine.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretend to Imagine. And visit our website at, you guessed it, pretendtoimagine.com. Produced by Tyler Smith and Greg Fisher. Web design and tech support by Small Hall Studios. Audio by Mitch Myers. Music by Greg Fisher. Editing by Tyler Smith. Please check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. And give us a five-star rating if you enjoy our podcast. Thanks, and happy pretending.